ASI, episode 34 of season 4. My name is Russ Shaw. Thanks for listening. ASI247.org is the website. This is part two of my conversation with Randall Chrisman, resident of the Ballard neighborhood of Seattle, Washington. I am so thankful for Randall for having this discussion with me and letting me publicly put it out there. Um, this is one of those behind-the-counter conversations, and it has to do with the LGBT community in our cities and how we, as the church, we who are supposed to be the body of Christ, our American evangelical or even Western-thinking evangelical Christians, even in the UK, um, why is it that we're miserably failing at reaching, serving, and loving those in that community of people who matter to God immensely, as do you and I? Um, But we tend to forget that as a group and It's just such a tough conversation that we don't want to have because it makes some people uncomfortable and maybe some people might leave the church if we bring it up. And meanwhile, on the streets and in our towns, in our high rises, in our apartment complex, in our homes, people are hurting, losing faith, losing hope, um, giving up because they have desires that don't match the rest of the world. Most people, right? Even me, this has been a podcast for, you know, the outlaws and outcasts of the spiritual community of faith. <laughs> and and I know that not all just Christians listen, and I'm honored by that as well. But I pray that we can stop being cowards and have these conversations actually enter into the human experience with other people in our cities, towns, regions, the the lives that we touch. Again, I thank you for listening to this conversation because it's important. Um, All of the the ears to hear and, and minds open and hearts that do actually care for other human beings. Um, I'm humbled and honored that you're actually taking time to listen to this because it it really is that important. But again, I hope and pray that it doesn't stop here, um, that maybe you share this podcast, this conversation with a pastor in your neighborhood, in your city, in your town. Um, I pray that you would encourage some tough conversations that make people uncomfortable, you know. I'm going to shut up. Uh, you know, I'm at a loss for words, uh, and that's good because I just want to get into the conversation with Randall here once again. Uh, this is probably the best part of the two parts. Just after this bumper, uh, I felt like this. I know that there's a lot of folks in my city, in in Seattle, Washington, and I know throughout the world who are feeling like this as well. But especially after the, the Mars Hill Church crash, I, I've i seen and felt firsthand the pain that has been inflicted. And maybe those of you who pray could throw up a prayer for our city, because this, this is how a lot of people feel. 
Uh, you're going to hear Randall on the other side of this bumper. There is a little black hole in my loving cup. I feel so lost sometimes, I just want to give up. Closing 2015 with the question, can we have enough love and faith for our fellow human beings to be safe, to be a safe place? Randall Christman, part two of our conversation. Here we are outside of a Starbucks slash QFC Kroger, for those of you in... uh, the outer regions. Um, it's funny, we, we had a mix-up and I walked to a different Starbucks a few blocks from here and we were waiting for each other at the Starbucks. But because Starbucks are within blocks of each other here in the Seattle area, as, as the rest of the country, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that happened. Randall, how you doing, man? It's good to see you again. I am doing well. Doing very well. We uh, left off last time with, uh, you know, kind of our Mars Hill stories and Uh, and some of uh, our correspondence over the summer, 2015, as we close the the book on 2015 here. This is still a problem. Yeah, it is. This is still a problem. I think, especially in the gay community, there's been a lot of damage that's been left by Mars Hill. A lot of it. Yeah. In this town especially, there's been, and not just the gay community, I mean, but that's a big one. That was a huge one. That was a big And that was a big, a, a, a huge hurt and, and loss to the, the people of this city. Because it, it was so right at the beginning. Yeah. It was so right when the whole defensive marriage parade came through yeah. and Mark refused to go because it wouldn't be loving to the LGBTQ community. Hello. Yeah. I mean, where do you find a church like that? Yeah. Um, now, you know, we're in this place where... Uh, so Mark set up shop in, uh, in Phoenix, mm-hmm. uh, as I understand. Has Mark called you to apologize? Because I know that he called... Or some, some pastor in, in Phoenix called a pastor friend of mine and, and asked if Mark had, had said his sorries to everybody, like he's telling everyone in Phoenix that he has. Oh, no, no, not at all. So you, you haven't heard from Mark Driscoll or no. Grace or... No, I haven't heard from anybody. I... I no, not even a, a hint. Right. Um... And I wrote when that group, Facebook group came up, uh, I am not anonymous. Right. I wrote my story, and I yeah. said, no, I am not anonymous. You and I know each other. You came out to visit me in the nursing home. Yeah. So, no, we, we've had conversations before. Right. Um, and I asked you if there was room at the table. Is this a safe place for people to be? And you told me it was. Yeah. You told me stories. And now it's not a safe place. It wasn't, so... I wonder if that is so much him as it was maybe people the whole the whole issue about how it was so bad for gays. I kinda wonder if that's not just placing trust 
in people who should not have been there. Right now, people feel free to come out, free to start dealing with issues. Right. Uh, and when you go to a church, you should be able to go deal with those issues. Secret sin kills. Right. Period. End of story. Right. And all, it seemed like all I was going to church uh, there at the end of Mars Hill was hearing, you know, theology of a sort. And I'm like, but wait a minute. Getting back to some of that old we're, rhetoric. We're, we're, the gospel is so much simpler than this. Yeah. So much simpler than this. And we're not showing the fruit of that. Yeah. Boy, I got to tell you, uh, he would always talk about, oh, you don't, you don't want to, you want to be manly men. You don't want to be one of those effeminate guys that wears a sweater and drives a, what was it at the time, a cabriolet, cabriolet or, or something mini like that. Or, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, people were taking that as code for something else. Right. You know? Yeah. And a friend of mine, I'll never forget this, a friend of mine comes up to me that I didn't know was there at the time, and has this most disappointed look, and he just says, you really don't want to share heaven with us, do you? Right. And I thought, if that's what you're getting from this church... I need to write to every single friend of mine and say, I'm sorry I talked the place up before I got to knew it. Right. I, I really... If that's the message, you get away. You know, that, that there's no change from the abuse out there to in here. Then then why why believe in God? Why why bother? Right. There's no... There's no... There's no goodness there. There's no hope in the church. Right. There's no, I mean... That's just religion. That's yeah, just yeah, bad, more bad get, religion. Exactly. And to this day, I mean, I, I still wonder, you know, is this going to continue? Is this going to get worse? Or are we going to start obeying him yeah. and, and make this a place where no sinner is dirtier than the other? That's right. Being the body is... It takes relational work. And I think we're addicted to systems, maybe. You know? Um, that's what it felt... Maybe with, with what we could learn from the Mars Hill experience, maybe that's what it fell into. Because you talked about... I, I think what... And that's another reason for doing this part, too, is is we kind of went off after... You were telling your story about, um, about Mars Hill and about how they accepted... Not just accepted, but loved you... Um, I mean, they were there. Oh, the, ridiculously, yeah. yeah. They loved me like crazy. You went through a, a horrible situation with your health. You yeah. were left disabled. Um, you were in a, a, a nursing home for a little while, right? Years, yeah. Years. And, and, and Mark, Mark Driscoll was there. He came out for a few times. Uh, but more often than not, it was the, the beginning people there, the first attenders to the church who were who were so incredibly faithful. They were out every single week. I, like I told you, I can count on both hands with fingers left over the number of weeks in five years where I didn't have a visitor. Wow. I mean, that's that's just insane faithfulness. And the place you live now was was built it by is, a guy... Was built by one of, one of the members at the time who... Uh, was an architect, and he. This I was his ADA project, yeah. and that's where I lived for ten years. And it's a good thing because financially, I couldn't afford to live anywhere else right now. Uh, and even then, what does ADA stand for? Uh, for the American Disabilities Act. I see. And the uh, and the ACA is uh, Affordable Care Act. Man. I yeah, I'm very limited on what I can do. Uh, 
And so that that's, you know, a very terminated world. There's a lot that I'll never be able to do because of this situation. But, you know, the lights are on. Right. You know, the fridge is full. Well, yeah. less full at the end of the month. But... Needs are met. The needs are met. And the faithfulness is there. Right. I was alone at Christmas until my friend came over, and we were bachelors together. Yeah. And the needs, and even the wants, the companionship, they're still there. Yeah. So I just got to find a church where where I can feel safe. Yeah. yeah. So when did it turn? I think maybe as the church grew... It's the um, systems. The that numbers. Yeah, the systems, yeah. Uh, things would start to not add up, and it just made me... It became less about relationship, less less about caring, maybe, and more about... The, you remember the community groups? Yeah. Well, we had we had special redemption groups. Yeah. And there was a, a, a special redemption group set up, and you were limited to... I want to say between 6 and 12 weeks. Right. And then you were done. Yeah. And it's like, because we don't want people to get into the victim mindset. Right. And you know, or the, make, you know, make the group an idol or yeah, something like those, that. You know those people who are there for forever and ever and ever. Right. And it's like, well, what if 12 weeks doesn't begin to touch it? Yeah. And, and what about community anyways? You know, I mean... Oh, What's wrong with the community? Time to really right. set up anything. You know? be, be, become friends and get to know someone and yeah, stuff like it, that. It, it was just not set up for that, uh, and it should have been. It should have been. And I think in the end, um, the leadership of that group changed at least once, if I remember. Yeah. And there was a much less intense emphasis on community on trying to help each other just understand. I've come further on my own in the past year than I have through any of these things. And you just, you weren't allowed back. You weren't allowed back and to, to really talk about this stuff. Right. I mean, it takes a few weeks just to get used to the idea. Exactly. Just to feel safe enough to open up about deeper things. Right. I, I share the... Um, the analogy of, of, of going behind the counter, it's from, I think it was Charles Stanley or someone like that, who's, who, who he had this metaphor of uh, his dad or grandfather owned a, like a mercantile exchange, you know. And most people we do business with, they come through the front door and they do business with us like that, like they know us. But he says it's those few people that you let behind the counter in your life. There's not very many, like, you, sh- you shouldn't let everyone behind the counter, first yeah. of all. Yeah, <laughs> if you do, you're a fool, because they could hurt you. Yeah. And, but you should, you know, another fool is someone who doesn't let anyone behind their counter. And they're dealing with stuff in the darkness that no one knows about, only them. They struggle with their secrets all by themselves, and that's not healthy either, yeah. you know. So it's, yeah, it's it's picking and choosing those those people, you know, those few that you can let behind the counter there and be groups people, are great for that yeah there when they work people right. that you could meet right now in a church who would be stunned to hear what you're what we're saying oh yeah that's like why do you people even care about god <laughs> and i'm like because uh, we are people right uh, but you know once you get the gay you know in there uh, you get the, the a friend of mine that kind of scarlet letter feeling, right? Yeah, yeah the, or the Christian with the asterisk. Right. Um, I have, I have, a, oh, I can't remember where I heard this story. Um, it's about these two women 
and one was a friend, I think, of the person telling it, and the one woman, the straight woman, and then and the two friends, had just lost her husband. And she looks up from her tears and asks her lesbian friend, do your people cry when they lose a partner? Wow. And it was like putting a knife in her heart. Because she realized how inhuman her friend had come to think of her. Right. And that's common. That's common. And it's and sometimes it's so sad to hear that, but it's also it, it, the sick part of me gets it. Yeah, but a part that happens in, <laughs> you know? in the, the, the relationships. Oh yeah. It did in Mars Hill. It did in in, in some of the dealings that they had. Um, you just you you. A lot of times it was just this inhuman punchline that Mark would have. Right. You know, and... And that's when I started. That was one of those uh-oh moments for me. Like, I have a number of uh-oh moments, and that was one of them. Because when I was in groups, we would we did, like, grace groups, and this is before redemption groups. There was a group that met every week, every Thursday. But I saw some of the, the LGBT community in those groups slowly start to leave as Mark continued with some of that stuff that you would hear I don't know I hate to say this because I do get emails from the south from the Bible Belt it's like kind of I don't know that that Bible Belt easy to understand I guess politically correct Christianity that's sad and I just uh, it, it, it turns my stomach a little bit and as I saw those folks leave um, my friend Leo and I were, were talking about leaving as well. This is about the time James Noriega left. And, wow. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and he said, he was one that told Leo, he said, you know, Marcel needs guys like you, <laughs> right? Like try and stick around and maybe make some noise or, or something, but don't, you know, I mean, th- that place needs guys like you. And, and I'm like, eh. You know, so I, that was part of the reason we stuck around as long as we did, or I did. Um, but yeah, that was that was one of those moments that this is this is not good that that folks are leaving for whatever reason. Strictly on a personal level, and this is how I've arranged this in my head and in my heart, so I can right. live at peace. I believe there is a big difference between being gay and sexual expression of it. Right. Being gay is not a sin. I do not believe it is. Practicing it, sexual expression of it, is... Sorry, I'm a side B and I will always be a side B. Right. Uh, I think the sexual expression of it is a sin. But it is no bigger or different a sin than sexual uh, misconduct for straight people. Exactly. Or for porn addiction. Yeah, porn addiction. I've had so many of those conversations with guys who are so anti-gay. It's like, hey, how's your porn habit? Yeah. And that kind of shuts them up. Some of them, but some of them think it's okay because it's heterosexual porn. I don't know. Hard drive, huh? Mm, Okay. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Um, And because I don't, I often think that maybe if if someone is wise and looking, that gay people can be a gift to the church. Exactly. Absolutely. If you know what you're doing. Yeah. And if you can get past all the mud and the rocks. Now, some people will hear this, and I've had this discussion too, where it's like, no, 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 no. 
no, 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 no. Gays can, gays can do anything they want to now. Right. You know, this isn't a problem. We have to stand up for for uh, religious freedom. Right. And I'm like... Yeah. Equality. And yeah, equality. That. And I'm yeah. like... I don't see as any of this is is offending your religion, right? You know, asking to love somebody or to treat them as you would another human being. Exactly, you know? that's right. Kind of doing opposite of that is kind of that's the sin. That's right. That's uh, but, but that's controversial as well. Like, and you you said that in our, in our last talk. The well, there's like three categories of of Christians who. Like the, the gay Christian or the, the person viewing it from the outside or people that want to put it in a box or treat yeah, from different angles. <laughs> like, it's kind of like church people, oh, we need to know what box to put you in. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's a very label. It's, uh, that was the sides, wasn't it? The side X, which yeah, is neither yeah. being gay nor, being, nor having sex is all right, it's a sin. Side right. X, the side B that says being gay is not a sin, but sexual expression of it is. And there's side A, which says they're being gay is not a sin. And sex inside a committed monogamous relationship is just fine. Right. Yeah, but all these are, are still rules and sy- yeah, yeah, still they're all rules systems. And, you know, I mean, I go back to, to Paul with the Corinthians. And, I mean, people, people look at the world today and think how bad it is and even like Las Vegas for example um, the Corinthians in the first century made Las Vegas look like a oh, yeah. Disneyland you oh, know yeah. I mean they were seriously I mean seriously sexually um, jacked up so to speak so when, when, when the Apostle Paul says to them um, we, we don't live by the law we live by you know, what, what things are, are good for you you yeah. know if it's damaging, if it's harmful. Living by the Spirit means that we love one another. Um, the fruit of the Spirit is peace, love, joy. You know, to these things there is no law. So, you know, getting back to, to sin counting is something that that is... Uh, grace vanishes. Grace, grace vanishes. vanishes. Yeah. Absolutely. That's very true. Yeah. It's... it's that for me, that just comes right back to what we talked to you about last week too about uh, the clobber verses. Yeah. And it's cherry picked only so that you just get the ones that condemn. Yeah. But you don't read any further and find out about the grace that is available. Well, you're an abomination. Yeah, but you know what? Keep looking. <laughs> keep looking. Look at. Keep yeah. going. Keep going. Grace of God is there for me too. Yeah. As it is there for you, yeah, because you're yeah. an abomination yeah, as that's well. It, that's it. If you're going to measure by the same stick, we're all we're all not getting through well, this thing. That, the one that kind of shuts people up for me is the one where God hates six, no, seven things, and lists out, you know, practicing gay people is right up there. Right. But I'm like, say, at the end of that verse, it mentions idolaters. <laughs> right. The translation for that properly yeah. is, and everybody else. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah. You know, if you've been to something that you enjoyed more than visiting God at church, you're one of them. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> we all we yeah. all have that. So fling fling the mud carefully there. Yeah. Um, all the furniture at my house oh, is, yeah, is, is, is aimed towards the altar of the TV. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm, yeah, Mark, if I'm used, to Mark confess. used to say, I yeah, can tell said. how much of an idolater you are by how big your TV is. <laughs> that's right. Um, that's true. 
Yeah. And 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 you know, I mean, hopefully this this conversation is is something that I mean, because we're we're not anti Mark Driscoll guys. I mean, no. I, I love no, no, Mark. No. I, I think he went through something that changed him, or well, I, I don't know where he's at. I think, uh, not, I think there is a lot of hope for Mark yet. I, I really do. Yeah. And I think to not believe that limits how big a year God is. Yeah, exactly. You know, I really do. I I think he has got a lot more to learn. Yeah, I really don't have much more to say about that. <laughs> right. Except we went through the hellfire with him. Yeah. What could we learn, I guess? I mean, that's one thing like you were saying that when the systems start to take over because of oh, money yeah. or numbers or, you know, I mean... Well, I'm a fat mouth, and I will stand up yeah, me and too. say this isn't right. Yeah. Um, mostly because I'm just tired. Yeah. I'm tired of it all. I don't care who knows whether I'm gay or not. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, having to, to deal with... Who, do, who knows and who not? Who doesn't? I mean, there's some people that I won't tell because it doesn't get better. Sometimes it does get worse, and it would be a disaster, especially with my situation. Right. But well, Sam, I'm just so tired. And you know, when I see a place that is committed to dealing with people's sexuality. And let's keep it quiet. Let's not let's not make it an issue. That's, yeah. that's something that just between you and the pastor. Don't ask. Don't tell. It's like uh, it's like oh man, you're just leaving the burdens right where they are. Yeah. You're, you're, exactly. And you're not doing anything to help anyone else. Right. You know that's that's why I'm doing this because it's not oh, yeah. enough to start dealing with love and truth and honesty in this situation. You have to bring other people with you. You have to. That's right. Must bring because we are in trouble. Yes, I mean, do. most people are like, someone said something offensive on the internet. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, let's just try to deal with more compassion and more more community, more hospitality. Because you've had, you've had friends who used to go to Mars Hill who were not atheists even, Not even Christians. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I still say you can do more with a, with a bowl of hot soup or a trip out for brunch than you can with with any finger wagging. I am I gave up a friendship that's more than thirty years old on this issue because well you're not telling your gay friends that they're all going to hell. And I'm like, wow. well, do you think there's something that the Westboro Baptist people forgot? <laughs> right. You know? And I do don't... you really believe that? I mean now that, that guy do you really if you really believe that all the gay people are going to hell, then what is the hope for any of us? Yeah. Well, well, that's just it. He has, you know, them as this this group of people out there that are more talking point than they are real living people. Right. And I think that's true for a lot of people. I think the gays or the gay cake or the way wedding cake or all this stuff, it's just stuff to get upset about on the internet. Yeah. Do better. Yeah. You know, just do exactly. better. People are hurting and people are dying out there. They are. Um... You talked about the uh, the Robertsons. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the uh, Robertsons, that are Linda here. and Rob Robertson. Um, let me give you a bit of their story, real, this real. Is one briefly. of those good news stories. Yeah, there. this is this is what I, if 
if you, you say when you hear Through all of this, tragedy. well, Through who are you talking? You know, who, how do I do this? Yeah. How do I go about being a, a, a light in the darkness? I would point let's to kick our kids out. out of the house because oh, that'll teach them a lesson. That's exactly. How that's, dare you be gay? Get out of my house! Yeah. And that's what thousands of people are doing. It happens daily. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Which is sad, and, and I've, we I've actually ridden that ride to take them to the to the the shelter here. Right. It's, it's it's not. It's sad, and it's not help. Anyway, go into the anyway, Robertson story. Um, so they they have several kids, and one afternoon, one day, the oldest messengers his mom and says, "Mom, I think I'm gay." And the response was very loving, but very typical evangelical. Right. And this is in the LGBTQ. And yeah. the Q is a big one yeah. lately. Yeah. So, anyway. So, she's, she's, they're, they're dealing with it. And they admit that they did not deal with it well. And he ran away, got involved with drugs. Uh-huh. There was some back and forth. There was attempts at rehab and healing. And finally, he ended up in the hospital, and the situation was was not very good. And like an overdose, right? Yeah, like it was a, on an overdose, and he had lost his um, his sense of hearing. Uh, he couldn't hear; he couldn't speak. And um, well, I'm going to cut the story off there. But the important part is is after a few days, Ryan died. He passed away. And they were besides themselves. They're a very loving family. They, they are... It's like you, you spend time with them and think, God, why are there not more people just like this? Right. Let's, let's, could we make a few dozen more? Um, and they did not know what to do with their grief. You know, they had a lot of Job's friends come and, you know, well, you did this wrong or you did that wrong or whatever. Right, right. And they did not know what to do with their grief. But eventually they got invitations uh, from various groups to talk about their story, to talk about what they've learned from their story in a sense of community. And I, I think if you looked at their Facebook likes, I, I think they've stopped counting. It's They know so many people and they're friends to so many couples and they can minister to so many people in that community. Right. Because I mean, of what they've what they've been through, yeah, what they've yeah. seen, yeah, you know, and how they have interpreted the Bible in this situation, not just biblical interpretation, like it's a system, but their relationship with Christ and being yeah. Jesus. Let's go back to Linda. She's got a group. I think it's for moms only right now uh, on Facebook. It's also the name of her blog, and it's uh, just because he breathes. Just because Which is he just because he breathes, and that's the reason why she loved her son, why she loves all of her kids, just because they breathe. Right. That's that's. There's no there's no condition they have to meet. There's no behavior that is expected of them. I love you right. for that reason because you breathe. Right. And and that's how God loves us. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. When we miss that, yeah. we miss everything. And that's. Again, I, I think a lot of that can come from just overcomplicating a very simple gospel. Yeah. It's really simple. It is. And 
I, I treat other people and and Jesus sort of like where's Waldo? Some right. people you gotta look. Yeah. You don't gotta look with the Robertsons. He's right there front and center. Right. And that is why not just their story, not just their understanding, not just their love for these people, but because Jesus is right there front and center. They are touching lives and reaching lives, and that's what I want to see more of. That's what I want to get more involved in. Right. They're saying, okay, the mud stops here. We'll clean it off in the mudroom. Now come on in. You know? Yeah. And, and that's what I want to see in churches, is enough promises of, of just let's give you enough space to be the sinner that you are and that we are and that you know, we, we're dealing with. Right. And, and start from there. But yeah, they are, they are, I have ne- hi Linda, <laughs> I've never really told them or thanked them for being that much of an influence. I know. Because they really are. They yeah. really are. And they're that way for other people too. Yeah. And you've been that for me, as oh, well wow. as there are already a few listeners okay. who have, have wrote in. And, uh, you know, I thank you, sir, for, for who you are and what you do and for actually shining that light into that space. Yeah. Just, well, thank you. Because you're doing it now. That's me. Hallelujah. That's my hope, is to, is to be that for other people, because we've got to start somewhere. That's right. Amen. Randall, thanks again for being on the podcast. Yes, sir. And, uh, yeah, Russ at ASI247.org. If you if you wanted to chat with Randall and, and you're not a troll, <laughs> I could I could help set that up if, if that's cool if there's something deeper you'd want to talk with Randall about because um, I, I know I'm not that guy you know I'm not going to pretend to be Mr. Pastor Ministry Leader dude who has all the answers because I don't um, but maybe Randall has is is farther down that road than than some of you out there 55 years old been down the road a while yeah (laughs) till next time bye we just wanna be saved ooh we just wanna be saved saved